Welcome to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese, a program that can help you become liberated in the modern world. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin W. Reese. Are you ready to go beyond the body? <laughs> Welcome to episode number 49. Today, I'm talking to my old health teacher, Dr. Robert Morse. Dr. Morse is considered by many to be the greatest healer of the modern era. He's helped thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people reverse their health symptoms, their illnesses, and become well. With a very passionate following, people adore him all over the world. But what they don't know is that he's beyond his teachings. He's beyond the lymphatic system and the adrenal glands and the thyroid and the pH chart and, you know, things like this. He's a very spiritual man. And in his early 20s, he went on a journey of health and spirituality. At the end of this podcast, he admitted that this was the deepest he's ever gone on any recording. Will his students be able to handle this? I don't know. But I know I can from having my own experiences. Which takes me back to 2011, 2012, when everything started happening to me. And Dr. Morse was a part of that. And that's where this conversation begins. Me telling Dr. Morse what happened in Florida in his class in September 2012. Hold on to your hats. We're going beyond the body. Eight years ago, I was in your class in Florida. No kidding. And I had just come off of a retreat from an ashram where I met a mystic. And it changed my life. This is July 2012. And in that retreat, I came across a book. It was called In My Soul, I Am Free. And it was an autobiography of a gentleman named Paul Twitchell. And that book knocked me on my butt like no book has ever knocked me on my butt thing that was crazy about it is I had a mystic right there. I was rooming with him. And so I'm asking him questions. I'm like, what's this soul travel thing? What, what's this whole thing about? And he kind of brushed it off with a smirk because he knew I was a seeker and he didn't want to lay too much on me. Then six weeks later, I end up in Florida with you. Wow. And I'm in the back of the classroom and I'm learning about the lymphatic system and the endocrine glands and all that. And all of a sudden, I hear Paul Twitchell come out of your mouth. <laughs> and I said, whoa, where'd that come from? Mm -hmm. So the next break, I went up to the classroom and I went up to talk to you. And... I said, Dr. Morris, what's this all about? What's this stuff? And you put your hand on my shoulder and you said, let me tell you something. I can't wait to die. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Didn't quite understand it then. I understand it now. You know, 
you're you're seeking the ultimate answers, right? You're mm. seeking the truth of who you are, yeah. what what's going on with all this crazy apparent chaos around you. And so we begin this journey of seeking. And uh, I did the same thing as you did, you know. I began the journey of seeking, and I think I think my first Paul Twitchell book was uh, Tiger Study. That's a deep one to jump right oh, in. Oh, brother, let me tell you. Yeah, when you can consume the uh, Eckmaster's books, you, you're you're right there. You just need to wake up mm. because those books are vibrationally, as you know. Some people will read them, put them down, and won't touch them again for two or three years. Right. And then as that energy starts to manifest and unfold them, then they're open enough where they can take a bigger bite. Right. And that's basically what, what it's going on because it's really simple. It's like health. Mm. Understanding the divine is simple. If you change your perspective. Right. You know, when you've been up into the higher worlds where there is beyond duality, beyond creation, sort of speaking, kind of in that kind of thinking, um, you know what that is, and you know those who have been there or here, and uh, so you you know their words will ring a certain way when you have different higher experiences. It changes you just like it changed you. In that conversation that we had eight years ago, you mentioned some of the places that you had traveled to. You said you saw the ten thousand yeah petal lotus. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. Anytime you see beautiful things in scripture of any any sort, um, you know they're just mimicking beautiful places that exist because you can't imagine anything that doesn't exist. Mm. It, it's, it's difficult for people to understand that, but you're talking about the infinite. Creation you might dub as the finite, of course, but in its finiteness, it's nestled in the infinite. Because when you look at the word omnipresent, you know, you, I take Christianity as a good example of showing both sides of this issue. The first side is the omnipresence, omnipotent, and omniscient of that which is the creator. Well, we can't even use the word creator. We can't use the word divine being because what we're doing is we're taking the infinite and making it a finite. Hmm. So you can't do it. There's no words to define that which is infinite. The mind cannot follow or even achieve the infinite. Because it is a finite nature. Right. So it's just that it's learning within the infinite, you have creation, duality, the illusion of two forces at odds with each other. In reality, they're in harmony with each other. Right. Opposites always attract. And so, it, it, but that is simply creation. That is simply you sitting back in a chair and what will we do? I want to play today. Or this lifetime. What role do I want to play? Do I want to travel from one planet to another? Do I want to save this galaxy? Or do I want to sit in a little chair and do some fishing on planet Earth? Those are the things that is activity within consciousness. Hmm. Because within consciousness, there's only one thing. The many is found only in creations. Right. So knowing this, and having experience with this, how is it that you're able to teach so many people natural health and how to heal the body when you know that 
Doesn't matter. We're, we're way beyond the body. <laughs> Say matter. that again. Say that again. Got it, man. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I know. Well, I can't live in that world. I mean, I can't because this is all about action and reaction, cause and effect. So yeah. we're actually teaching the souls that turn onto our website and they get into the raw and stuff. We're teaching them how to reverse their karma. They created all this. So now we're teaching you just some of the finer laws of creation here, especially at this particular planet, stuff in chemistry and physics and stuff like that. But the real essence of that is to get you to wake up. So when you start getting into these higher fruit diets, mm. they quiet fruit the mind. Does, fruit, it does. <laughs> fruit I mean, does if you're it. a meditator out of by whatever, you see the difference in the radicalness of chemistry and foods and the effect upon your peace and your nervous system. Yeah, fruit, fasting, and meditation. Is, oh, that's the trio right there, right? It is. It is. <laughs> the highest energetic experience you can have in a food source. And then when you're, you're taking away that food source, you don't have any energetic experience in, in digestion and all that. So mm -hmm. you have total energy of your consciousness. So whatever you're experiencing is you. More you than, than let's say, when you're giving that up in the physical world. Right. So you're helping people, and so didn't I. I became a practitioner. I I, I had my own practice for eight years. And I'm helping people. Yeah, and but the, the deeper I went in the spirituality, the more <laughs> the more I wanted out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's tough because you're right. It's tough being a healer in so many ways because you're right into their their karmas. That's right. And you've got to be. You can't care. So I love all the people that I work with and the inhabitants of the worlds and all that. But at the same time, I don't give two poots because I can't. If I do, I'll bind myself to this world. And I've done nothing but tie myself to a world I'm just here to help and get out of. You're playing, so, you're playing in creation. Yeah. So you've got to be, as Buddha says, the detached state, the I don't give a crap yeah. state. You know what I mean? It's like indifferent. 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 Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like that thing. You have to love everything because you see the divine is everything, but then you don't have to like everything. And some people might take that the wrong way because they're, they they're not at the level to understand yeah. what you're saying right now. But when you allow me to just shed some light, it's like when we detach and we become indifferent, we transcend a dualistic state so that we drop our opinions, right? We drop our. Well, think of it as language to all these all these little aspects of life requires an X amount of your attention mm. to make them exist because okay. the power of your world and, and what's going on in your world is all based upon your attention on it and your desire to have it. Mm -hmm. No one else runs your everybody drives their own car. Some people like to get so lost they don't realize that, so they hiccup with a woman or a man, become lost in their relationships and stuff like that, and they continue to lose themselves deeper. Same thing with video games and all this stuff. Everybody keeps losing themselves into deeper worlds of non-reality. And so that's part of the problem. You know, you get further away from the truth. You get further away from yourself. And in doing that, then breeds the fears, all the anxieties, all the things that are bred out of separation. And so uh, the, the thing that we're trying to do is, is when, you, when you start hooking up with 
energy of foods, realizing that we're, not, we're only eating for the energetic or the consciousness of those foods. I mean, we suck out the energy of vitamin C or, say, the flavonoids, and, cause, and, and then spit out the rest. I mean, we only use the energy of those components, mm. you know? And so when you look at that, from a spiritual viewpoint, life is just consciousness manifesting in individuality or individual forms, mm-hmm. and then those individual forms manifest as duality, you know, in, in terms of and, how and you, you get structure. And you just said two important words. You, you mentioned energy and you mentioned attention. You know, in Taoism, they say the chi follows the yi. So the chi is the energy, the yi is the attention. Exactly. We, with focus, with meditative focus, we can actually put our attention onto something, even imaginary, and energetically sort of manifest that, right? What if you don't, can't imagine anything that doesn't exist? So you get yourself in places. Mm. I'll tell you, I've been in places that the fear was all through my beingness. Mm. There are as beautiful places as, as you can imagine in the God worlds, mm. and there is hideous and negative places as you can imagine remember duality yeah you can't have one without the other and the and the negative looks to the divine just like the positive so it, it, you have to realize that the negative looks to god as the positive does mm. it's just in a different perspective right right and it's just our perspective because really when you look at things think we label positive and negative things just are things just happen and bump from uh, cause and effect. Mm. We label it bad and good. That's right. So I'd like to go back in, in clock time here. And I want to go back to you being a young man. When did you, when did you start your spiritual journey? How did it happen for you? I was that way from birth. Mm. I, uh, I sought the deepness of the alone state. Even as a child, going deeper into woods or deeper into places i was looking for the ultimate alone state i didn't understand that i felt it i was looking for that that unknown element i didn't realize i was the unknown element Mm. and so that started but i was uh i was i moved from indiana to florida when i was like 19 or something and i did military for two years so i was about 20. then um I wanted to build a, I wanted to build a duplex. I wanted to do something in life. I wanted to build houses or something. And I hired this uh, carpenter working on the beach. We played volleyball on the beach every day. And I just was having fun. And I met this guy and he was a carpenter. I'm a carpenter. And we started working together, building these duplexes. And he went, he was eating fruit every day in his lunchbox, big fruit and vegetables and all this stuff. And I'm looking at it, you know, and I'm going, man. So he flipped me a book on the, on uh, natural hygienic. And then one day he went up north and he said, I got to go to this university and do something. I forget what. He came back and flipped me the tiger's bank. Really? He said, I don't care for this. He said, maybe you'd like it. And of course. I mean, that book is, it's heavy. Holy. It's heavy. To jump right into that is just. It's heavy. It's yeah. a description of all. And to me, it's important. It's like, it's like in my classes. One thing I try to do is give you the overview. If you have the overview, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. If you've got the picture, you'll eventually get the puzzle, the pieces together. If you don't have the picture, it's really hard to put a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle together mm. without a picture. 
So that's the problem. Medical people do have pictures and the spiritual people have the pictures because they've stopped their seeking and their, and their, and their journeys. It becomes awake. Mm. They can see more. They're not limited with their focus because you can only see what your attention is placed upon unless you don't place your attention. So you got a natural hygienic book. Do you remember the author? Oh, I, I think it was, um, was it Hotima? No, Hotima came uh, later after that. Yeah, Hotima. I liked Hotima. Hotima is my how favorite. I got into the oranges. Right, Professor Hotima, and that's in Man's Higher Consciousness, the book. Yeah. Man's Higher George Clements. Yeah, and that was his name. The thing that makes Hotima a little different than the other natural health authors to me is that he was a mystic, big time. He wasn't like Shelton or Eric. No, no. <laughs> no. he was. He was heavy into that. He was into the Immaculate Conception. And so him and Raymond Bernard, which is another raw food group, they were battling back and forth at one time in terms of Immaculate Conception, yes or no. They were battling about the spirituality of life. Uh, that's a natural move you're going to make when you hook up to raw food because you are now plugging yourself into energy. Well, what the hell is energy? We'll go back right. to quantum physics, right? We talked about that before. Right. They now associate energy with intelligence. So if we want to assign a word to that, we can go to Buddhism or we can go to the Eastern world and use the word consciousness or awareness. Because yeah. very few words on the human planet define that which is undefinable, that which is infinite, mm -hmm. that which is awake. Experience it. You can't sit there and talk about it. Yeah, and that's what makes Hotima different is he pieces yeah. he pieces the energetic world together with the food. I got into fruitarianism by reading um, not only Hotima, but there was a I think who was it uh, Carrington, I think, was a fruitarian thinker too. But I was I just made total sense to me when I, when their perspective is about the same as mine. We've, we've refined that a lot more because we know more about magnetics and stuff, but still their understanding was pretty good in terms of the biological differences of the, of the vertebrates and stuff. So your health journey and spiritual journey was about the, at, right at the same time. Same time. Same time. <laughs> as a matter of fact, when I went totally into the fruitarian, I was going to go mono because my goal was breatharian. If you're right. going to go spiritual, you know, and you're, you're into the health side of this and you understand that each level, like salads will get you so far. Fruit will then send you way out there in yeah. terms of energy and awareness and health. And people can't believe a fruit can do that. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then what's next? I had so much energy. I couldn't stay in my body. I, it, so, was, it, was, it became a nightmare. So let, let, let's go there, Dr. Morse. You, you ended up doing six months on oranges, right? Yep. I started uh, before that. But because uh, I was trying to have out-of-body experiences, I was trying to. I started having them, but I would just lay myself down because I tried this old technique of trying to go to sleep awake. Right. Where you're trying to get your body to go down and you go out. And someone told me years ago about the Rosicrucians. You know, it's an old group, metaphysical group, old, 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 but they're about astral travels. Mm -hmm. So one of their techniques is when you're laying there at night, just totally relax in bed and shift your attention. Don't take your body or anything. Shift your attention up to the ceiling and look down at yourself. Yes. And keep, keep working from the perspective. Learn that you're simply uh, in your body because of your perspective, your attention. 
move your attention. Learn how to move your attention away from this body at will, and you'll be an avid traveler. Yeah. At a certain point in time, you visit these beautiful places. Yeah. And Twitchell writes about it, but you can visit them. Man. It becomes how far do you want to go in understanding truth? Mm. Do you want to just travel from one place to another? I can travel to China. I can travel to Portugal. I had a clinic there. Or I can get into the traveler mm. and go through that doorway. Mm. And when you go through the doorway of the traveler, that's you. You get in, the little you becomes the big you, and then all of us merge and become the one you. We all have a universe inside of us, don't, don't we? On and on and on and on and on and on. Frequency. Look at Omnigonic. Mm. Right, she was a Venusian. She was here years ago traveling, teaching, and she said the only reason you guys can't see us from Earth is frequency shifts. They're, they're, you know, we talk about shapeshifters. I've seen reptilians. You, unless they want you to, you can't see them. They, they, you, you've got to be either in that consciousness or, or ability or, or they're going to make themselves known. Mm. And it's radical. This planet right now, People might think this is radical, but it is. But this planet is being visited more than ever before. There's so many different species right now visiting this planet. It's getting scary. And I wonder if that's why Trump went back and kind of took off the old Reagan Star Wars thing where you got to protect yourself from other things besides just earthly things. The space Force, right? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is the beginning of that. Trump's setting up the beginning of what you're going to see is the future of space because Trouble was it with the Earth speed? Right, right, right. So, okay. So it sounds like you're in your early twenties. You're you're experimenting with fruit. You're experimenting with out of body oh, travel. Crap. So what happens next? I finally, I was like Buddha. You sit under a tree long enough. It happens. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> but what was the hardest thing for me is to come back into society because of humans. And the Dalai Lama mentioned that at one time, and and. Uh, I have to concur with him because when you get into these alone states, uh, the humans are so judgmental. Trees, plants, yeah. animals, they're of a consciousness where they're still in consciousness growth. But humans have the ability to have kind of a self-consciousness. Uh, and they're so immature with it that they, uh, they're they well, radical species. Well, Gautama, the Buddha, taught us in the Eightfold Path, number one, step number one is right view, mm -hmm. which is dropping your opinions and judgments. Thank you. All these things are saying the same. Jesus yeah. said the same thing as Enoch, and, yeah. and they all said the same thing as Buddha. Muhammad. You yeah. have to be awake. Yeah. But there are different levels of awareness. Sure. And that's why sure. you see this. You have in yoga. So if you have all the way to the highest yoga system of Shabda Yoga, Yoga of Light and Sound, recognizes Sat Nam. Mm -hmm. I was talking to him about Langas is a Radhaswami. And so Shania Twain, a Radhaswami, or at least she was. Mm -hmm. So when you when you take a look, they also recognize maybe a realm or two above that. Now, you're into the formless, more infinite consciousness realm. So you're in the realms of beingness, right, as opposed to the realms of thought, of duality. So how do you navigate for all of you that are, want to get higher in consciousness, not in duality? How do, you, uh, how do you progress? And that I have a little saying for that. It says, how now can you get? Mm. Yeah. In meditation, you don't want to try to, I mean, you if you want to travel and go, go ahead. But how now can you get in meditation? And it'll stop you if you get too far. Because it is, I mean, you get going, you can't stop. You have such a level of joy, ecstasy, bliss, and freedom that 
there's no way you want to turn around and come out into the worlds of Dubai. I've I've had people on this podcast who have, you know, they were putting in 16-hour meditative days yeah. because it's That's so great. beautiful. Uh, no television can well, compete. The, thing, the key is be it. Be the observer of life as opposed to the thinker, and you will always be in the meditative state. That's right. And that's what you want to be because it's not something you want to turn on and off. It already does that for you because as that, as you begin to awaken, now your trip is to get a hold of that thought process, the J. Krishnamurti thing. How, how do I st not stop thinking? Because the only way you're going to have consciousness is to stop thinking. Then learn the difference between thought and awareness. Mm -hmm. So, but once you achieve that, then the mind keeps coming in like the little uh, sneaky little thing it is and says, but wait a minute. The mind is cunning. A little monkey chatterer. Yeah, it, it tricks you, makes you scared, Absolutely. angry. So, okay, you're in your early 20s, Dr. Morris, and now you applied your discipline through the books. All you'd have to do is read it. If, you've been, if you're a soul, even if you're unconscious of your spirituality, and you read one of those books, and you're inside, you're, you just need a little tap to awaken, they can... They are a big tap for you mm -hmm. to awaken you to the reality of the massiveness, not only of creation, but of the worlds beyond. And I think uh, all the people that I've worked with, by gurus, gurus, ascended masters and stuff, there's nothing like the masters. Yeah. I mean, there's beings, there's beings way beyond, but these guys are the teachers of them all. I, and they'll, it's like as soon as I, I I signed up, everything in my inner worlds went radical. One day I was lay, I was with, laid out to, to try to, to, to get a little sleep, and they grabbed me out of my body, grabbed me. Something did, threw me up through the universe. I'm going through worlds and worlds and worlds and worlds, and then it just threw me against this black dog. And I'm going, what the hell? And the next thing I know, all these movies started shining and going on all my past lives. Akashic records? Oh, yeah. Total Akashic. Mm. And then a voice come rolling through me and said, so you want to know God, huh? Mm. And the next thing I know, it dropped me. And I hit my body and my bed, threw me out of bed. I landed on the floor. And all I could go is, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> How old were you when that happened? Oh, 27, probably. Wow. So how, how do you move on with life after an experience like that? Well, you know what? They train you and you, you become that which is yourself. You know, there's a time where you must realize that you yourself becomes the master. Then you yourself goes on beyond that. Hmm. You know, and you can get into these higher worlds. You can have whatever fun you want. If you read some of the books, you'll understand that it, it individualizes itself. It develops that individualized self. And then that individualized self becomes the eternal dreamer itself. So it creates a dream and has and manifests in untold forms and trains each form to become a dreamer. Mm. And each of those forms, so you can imagine that there is no way you can understand anything with the mind. The right. mind works in, in, the mind is a computer. It can only tell you what you program it. That's the right. consciousness is the creator of all. And most oh, times, of that. And most times it's society programming our mind. Yeah, no kidding. So 
you put the discipline in Dr. Morris and you, is it safe to, did you, would you say that you mastered the art of out of body travel? No, I don't think so. I don't okay. think I mastered it, you know, because, uh, uh, that's something you could, you know, you could become more conscious of, more conscious of, and be able just to sit here and just travel out. You could, you could keep developing. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I probably spent about three or four years probably at the most with that because my whole gig is consciousness, not the, the effect of consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's just like right now. I'm teaching all you guys the cause of why you have inflammation, the cause of acidosis, the basic pillars of chemistry and physics. And so if you don't know the cause of things, how do you, how do you expect to fix it? And that's a problem with the medical profession. They, they treat the symptom because they don't understand the cause. And of course, treating a symptom is why we have millions of people that die every year. Mm -hmm. And so when you get a modality that kills that many people every year for the sake of, of mysterious diseases that no one can figure out, doesn't exist, these guys are just, just classic unconscious beings, but of the worst kind because they are now a channel for the negative side. So you have this, 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 this acidic, toxic uh, mass called the AMA. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're not careful, you have to learn survival. Half a million people died last year just walking into the hospital. And mm -hmm. I spent years in hospitals. You can triple that easy. And remember, this is just a movie that you're participating in. What, 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 what do you want? If you want to get out of the movie, you have to quit participating in it. And how do you quit participating but still having a life? And that's where some of the questions should be. How do I become in the now where there is no definition? And then how do I still navigate? I had a friend that says, you know what? I'm just going to fill my closet full of white robes. And then I won't have to even think about what to wear. Because hmm. I just go in, I just pick a robe and put it on. You know, so I, I said, I have news for you. Just the, just the idea of getting up and putting on clothes is a thought. So there's a part of you, that awareness part of you, which is you, which people call the higher self. You know, people say that all the time. I look at them and going, so you have a higher self. Well, who the hell are you then? You can't have a self over here and yourself here. You can, but not really. Only through embodiment. You can have five, you have five bodies. You can be five different places at the same time, guys. Sure. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize either that uh, you uh, you wear white quite a lot. One night, <laughs> I was taken, and I think this is where I, me and some others kind of made our home, but this, this level was uh, white like feathers. I don't know how to define that. And everything was trimmed in gold. Hmm. And the nirvanic experience of that was insane. Hmm. It's a, a, insane. And so, I guess I like white and gold. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of enlightened masters wear white too. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. You know, it's pure to me. And uh, after some of these experiences, it, it, like you said earlier, it changes you. Sure. I mean, you awaken up to your divinity, and you realize all this beauty and stuff is already in you. Mm -hmm. You're a part of this, and 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 you know the struggle and, and all of this. That's just creation. That's that's your drama. That that's your drama. That, that's a life you've created because you didn't understand what desires, the effect desire has on you. Yeah, I, I, I had a, I'll call it a small awakening back, you know, when I was like 32 years old. And it's what they call in Zen a Satori. And it was, you know, it was during a dark, dark time. Man. So sometimes it's the dark time that's going on in your life that 
throws you into that situation and makes you realize, well, wait a second, this dark time doesn't really mean much. It's just my ego that's hurt right now. See, go back to a few minutes ago when I said that we label each side of the force, mm-hmm. bad or good, but they're not. They each offer different experiences, opposite experiences. That's all it is. And when, when you're aligning yourself with two forces, you know, I go back to that Star Wars thing. I don't know if we were talking about it one time, but, you know, in the movie Star Wars and, and the master was going, trust in the force, Luke, mm-hmm. trust in the force. And I'm thinking to myself, which one? Right. You've got two forces in creation you can align yourself with, guys. Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like you have two sides of chemistry, you can align yourself with either one of those, those two. That's right. And that's the problem. Yeah. Humans have lined themselves with the side of the force that's acidic. And of course, they're enjoying the, the thoughts and the emotional processes of creation. Yeah. Yeah, whatever that is. Or oh, you got alkalinity. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if it wasn't for that darkness, you know, I would have never. Ended up at an ashram, eating a mystic, oh, finding yeah. the Paul Twitchell book. It, it, so the synchronicity of it is just, wow. That's expected. That because I'll say, for those who are on a journey of spirituality and awakening, if you're under the right tutelage, it's going to rip you. Right. And it's not that they're ripping you. It's you're not letting go of the things they're trying to get you to let go. You're, you're holding on to the things that are keeping you from this awareness for no reason. The emotional support or whatever, either from past lives or whatever. And mm-hmm. we tend to, you know, kind of travel with the same souls for many lifetimes. So everybody around you probably has some relationship with the past lives. So you're trying to get free from all of this and to wake up into the higher realms of beauty, love, neurotic, whatever, whatever some people envision that to be, of course. A lot of people just vision heaven and hell type of syndrome. We're, we're beyond the body, aren't we? <laughs> Not just one. The human body is just a chemical food processor, just an energy processor, really. It's five senses, very mundane. It can't feel anything except through your, your autonomic there. Very limited. doesn't have emotions to it. When you're feeling and you're emotional, you're not feeling with your physical body. Come on. That's your astral, emotional body you're feeling with. Mm. But when you're in your mental body, there's no emotions. Thought has no emotions to it. Right. So that's why Pritchard used to say the intellectual had a harder time entering the, the higher worlds of heaven because thought is that magic edge, that, that uh, the great divide, if you will. But it's still simply a razor's edge between thought and awareness. Mm. That simple way. And once you start, and you probably have experienced this, but as you become awakened, you become, you're awakened and you're aware, the subtleties of that thought. Mm. And how it can take you out of that and seat you and put you back into the drama again. Because well, you got to think about doing this, you got to think about that. But you can do it from a distance. Well, it's important to talk about this. You said going back into the drama. And earlier you mentioned the hard part is coming back. You know, in, in the Eastern cultures, it's called the Maya, you know, samsara, Illusion. the Leela, which is the play, Leela. Mm-hmm. I've heard many gurus say the challenging part is reaching this self-realization, but then coming back into society. Yeah. I mean, you said you opened up a, a, a store and eventually you went to naturopathic school and you started your own practice. How, how difficult was it for you? Because it sounds like you reached your 
awakenings before all this. You were a carpenter. So how were you able to start a business, come back to creation? Okay, so that was my experience, like your dark side. It was my experience that how do you, once you realize the difference between thought and observation, Mm. right? Observation pulls you in the now, thought puts you in time. Now, it's kind of like when they finally signed the Constitution, what was it, Thomas Jefferson or something said, now you have a republic if you can keep it. Mm. And that's exactly what it is. Now you're awake if you can keep it. Mm. And that keeping it deals only in thought and all those around you which will use that to pull you off your game because that's what begins to happen. Others are used around you to then get you off your game. They do. It's just it's just the way it is. And so the other thing is having relationships with others that are not at your level of understanding or your level of diet. Mm. That's even more of a challenge. So there's a lot of challenges that you face. I went the realm of with someone that couldn't follow the level of food that I wanted. So I had to compromise in my life. You're talking about be the fruitarian I wanted. You're talking about a relationship. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Well, I've been married three times, divorced three times. Well, I think the last one I was married and divorced to her twice, but, <laughs> but, uh, I've been in a 40 year, uh, this physical relationship, you know, not married, but, same same way. Right. So 40 years, and you reach a point where, you know, I don't know, everybody in their relationships reaches different points, but I'll say this, you want to always try to find someone that's halfway compatible with yourself, or it'll be a big struggle. That's in right. In health and in spirituality. Mm-hmm. You, it will send you into the alone state, however. Mm-hmm. Like your dark experience, they're going to, if you want to experience the infinite, you literally must let go of everything in your world, including yourself. Mm. Because you can't take yourself into the infinite. No. And as soon as you let go of yourself, guess what? Mm. You have yourself. You have only yourself because only the alone exists. The only the one exists. That's why the term is self-realization. Self-realization. Instead of enlightenment. Enlightenment gets screwed up self-realization is much better understanding but then from there then you can say god whatever but that separates the the entity from the experience because from from self-realization let's use that word everything else is in the now mm-hmm. so it goes from awakening to the self understanding that the self is part of that oneness of everything else and when i let go of everything that separates me from that oneness i enter the oneness because mm-hmm. i'm from there Right. And here's another little sneaky one for you. All of you have never left there anyway. Mm. You're not here. Come on, give me a break. What's here? Your attention mm-hmm. and your body. Mm-hmm. But you're not here. Sure. You couldn't be here. Why do you have the body here on earth? Because you can't be here in consciousness. You, this world couldn't even handle you. This you is... have to be stepped down so low in vibration yeah. that you can handle the coarse frequencies of chemistry Mm -hmm. so that gives you some example if you ever see it the nirvanic experience is overwhelming no question but it shows the intensity of the energy coming down from the godhead 
if I can use the word coming down, that's just figurative, basically, because everything is within. Yeah. It's massive. You're yeah. not free until you have nobodies. That's right. That's right. I'm in training to become nobody. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly, exactly. what Exactly. Yeah. We label people that are spiritual. I look at these masters, and I have even labeled them, you know, because they're so awesome, so to speak. But mm -hmm. come to understand there's masters, and then there's masters, masters. Mm -hmm. I happen to be one of the guys that love the masters, masters. So here's an example. Uh, Rumi, Jonathan Rumi. Great mm -hmm. master, great being. Mm -hmm. You know, he still buys poetry. Uh, mm -hmm. Part of the Sufi sect. You know, God absorption. Everything's good there. But his master, Shams. Shams. Damn. I know about that Shams. Guy. I know about Shams. There you go. Let me tell you something. This is synchronicity again, Dr. Morse. The mystic that I met in 2012, six weeks before I met you, he mentored me for seven years. And towards the end of that seven years, I was studying Jalaluddin Rumi and I was asking him questions about Rumi and Shams. And he goes, first of all, you ready for this? I have to preface my response by telling you that Jalaluddin is my master. And I said, what? How could he be your master? He's dead. Oh, no. And that's when I was like, the bell went off in my head. There you go. Yeah. If, if I could show yeah. you this email, it's unbelievable. Oh, that, I, got, I got this on the back of my head when you're talking about that. Yeah, you got, you got the chills, huh? So powerful. Shams left Rumi. He, he showed up. And he disappeared. And this is what the mystic did to me. He left. He said, if you ever want to talk to me, talk to me in silence. Because in reality, there is no time. That's right. And space. That's right. See, so in that state of oneness, we're all here. Yeah. So I'll always be with you and I'll always be with all of our people in the universe because I'm in that one state. But in, in, in the illusion of creation, oh, hey, man, it's good to see you. <laughs> Right. The beauty of that, the beauty of that is the one gets to have some fun. Because if you're just the one, you're just the one. So when you get into these deeper alone states, and that's the trick, these states are an insane level of alone, not loneliness, aloneness. And it's a haunting draw and pull that pulls you deep into itself as it expands you into unlimited levels of who knows what. Mm. Amazing stuff. It really is. Love it. I don't so, talk about it much. Matter of fact, it's probably the most I've talked about it on any. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling, we're just we're just cooking here. You yeah. Because I love this is my favorite subject, which is what I'm trying to move me through and get the health more. You, you guys are good, good. Look at you became a practitioner. I got housewives out there so busy helping people and curing people, they can't be housewives anymore. And it's like, I love that. Yeah, because it's showing it's empowering the individual to become awake and to take charge and to drive their own cars. Well, let's let's talk about your career. Let's because we're we're sort of journeying through your life. Let's let's advance to to Robert Ooh. Robert Morris's thirties. Holy crap! I there went you. to school. I had health food stores. <laughs> I went bankrupt in the health food stores. I couldn't make it. I tried. Um, back then, it was tough. Mm. Um, and then I started, of course, eating out of health food stores. Mm. I would, I, they had, you know, Tiger's Milk bars. I had to try and see what that was like. And then they had, of course, my favorite was carob-covered uh, pineapples and bananas. <laughs> and I sold raw milk yogurt, 
raw milk ice cream. I would imagine you could have raw milk. Nutritional yeast, I would imagine. Nutritional yeast, brand, yeah, brand, yeah. you know, and uh, you, you just keep on nuts of every variety. I had very nice health this one. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm a carpenter, so I fixed it up with wood inside, like an old country town. Mm-hmm. It was pretty neat. But uh, that's when I got into the botanicals because I was into supplements. I had a, a line of supplements made after me and stuff, but it didn't ring. It didn't ring. It was treatment without understanding causative factors. And botanicals are holistic in that they have a consciousness with them. If I start ripping them apart and going to their their, their structural, individual structural components, I've reduced the power of that botanical down to nothing compared to the whole. Right. Kind of like the difference between you and the whole itself. Right. So you, you start your practice. I imagine that it's very difficult. It's difficult for all I lived of us. I in my office, and uh, it would be weeks before I would ever get anybody, so I, I couldn't. So I had to move back into, uh, I think it was some camper. I think it was a 13-foot Scotty. It was a little pity thing. And I was married. I, I stole a, a manager of a GNC, and back there at GNC was like a huge health food store. They weren't just like a protein pump and crap store. They yeah. were a, a, a health food store with everything. They even had Haagen-Dazs Carabite cream. And it's like, oh man. And the manager of that store in the mall was so nice. I hired her to be my store and then she became my wife. Oh wow. So, but we were living in a 13 foot Scotty. You're just trying to survive. So I couldn't, so I had to go work. I had to go out and work. I worked at the telephone company. I learned how to climb telephone poles and install phones. And I did all kinds of friggin' things. Built houses, mm. flipped before it was popular to flip. And just try to make a living. Every night I tried to open up my practice and I'd get going. Not enough business to sustain me. So yeah. but every night, every night in my life, I either taught an Eckhart class or a health class. Mm. Trying to build my business, but also trying to wake so, so that was years of that. So you experienced quite a bit of failure and challenges. Oh, big time. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, they threatened to put me in jail a couple times. Mm. Uh, they they raided me a couple times. I mean, you know, that classic story. Yeah. And it's like, I don't roll over. Mm. You know, I'm here to do this, and we're going to do this. And so, you know, this is full of these, these humans that think they're so somebody. They don't like natural healers. They don't like natural healers because it obviously is a threat to the negative forces. Sure, because sure. even if you were looking at it in the sense of duality, it's at least on the positive side. Right? Well, you know? Oh, taking money out of the establishment's pocket. Big time. It exposes an illusion that is so massive that it has a whole planet captured by it. Yeah. So when does your practice start to gain traction? Well... I would say basically more in the 90s as opposed to the 80s and 70s mm. because I tried to make it in the 80s for a while and then I went into hospitals and started working. Mm-hmm. And then it was a medical doctor that said, listen, I'm Korean and I hear you're a nature path. And I said, well, yeah, you know what that is? <laughs> and he said, I sure do. Hmm. And I, he said, why aren't you in practice? And I said, I keep trying. He said, I'll go in with you. Hmm. And so uh, he had a lot of buildings around town. And he, we started to go that way. And then he backed out. And I kept on going. Hmm. Next thing you know, I've got, I'm just taking off. I've got Shania Twain, Nutt, uh, 
uh, Death Leopard. I've got I've got Wheezy from the Jefferson. I got all kinds of people coming in and seeing me from as Jensen came in. The word of mouth just well, I started curing like crazy. Yeah. Well, then the, the newspaper started seeing this and they go, "What the hell?" So they started running stories on me. Well, then Fox News picked up stories on me. Then ABC News started picking up stories on me. I mean, you know, uh, quad and paraplegics getting their, their nerve folks back and all kinds of, you know, tumors coming out of people and stuff. And they're just freaking out. Regeneration of the human body in a quad that no one can even understand today. And they were putting up the x-rays on TV and everything. Yeah. And then everything just started taking off. And then... Uh, that's what i was gonna say and you you know i remember i started watching you probably around 2011 and i started watching you because of dan mcdonald well dan you know dan dan was a client first yeah and he knew i had something you know and he wanted to go out and promote my classes my videos from my classes yeah and make money that way and so he took off and uh, uh, he kept trying to get me to do YouTube. So I said, I don't know. I'm not anything like that. I'm an old country boy, man. So <laughs> I'm I don't a, I'm a carpenter. Because he, he, he breathed me enough where I said, I'll, I'll try it. Yeah. yeah. And you've been doing a lot of YouTube yeah, ever since. A lot of YouTubes because we, we, it's fun to teach people the truth and then have them take it and their lives change and they come back. They save their children because right now what's going on at child services, a lot of the world don't know. And so we just released a video to show you these one parents avenue and this child doesn't even have cancer. But the, the rest of the parents are trying to get them healthy. I mean, just the nightmare stories that are out there. Yeah. And you, your YouTube is powerful. You have thousands of list, uh, uh, viewers and you actually promoted my children's book on there. I really appreciate it. Sunlight Sunny. I love that. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. It's interesting because again, like I said, I was in practice for about eight years, taking clients, detoxing people. It's tough. It's very tough. And not everyone's built for it. I just want to put that out there right now. Your students are going to hear this. Well, we cry a lot here. Yeah. And you, you just, you can't help it. So what I did, Dr. Morse was I, uh, I became done with the practitioner side because I, I've always been a creative. I came up in the, you were a carpenter. I was in the radio business. So I decided to create a superhero. <laughs> so I created Sunlight Sunny and then the, the villain, Mr. Junkerson. Oh, I love that. And there's music and they sing and they dance. So I said, you know what? We're going to create the health version of Sesame Street. And I decided to put my energy to that instead of taking on clients because there's plenty of practitioners oh, out yeah. there. I created a nonprofit organization around Sunlight Sunny. Oh, that's cool. Because I found out that Mr. Rogers was nonprofit. I had no idea it was nonprofit, you know. So, and Sesame Street as well. Wow. Donations and grants. Wow. For me, anyway, instead of trying to reverse people's diseases, fake diseases, I, uh, I decided we're just going to motivate children to eat fruits and vegetables. <laughs> That's it. You know what? Simplicity trumps right now. If you, you use everything in your world, if you realize it, is very simplistic. Yeah. And that the mind can, wants to take that and complex it. Yeah. And once you learn to 
to be awake above thought. And you can keep it simple, you know, and then you, the mind can bring in whatever you want. And that's your journey is to learn how to let the mind bring you yeah. what you want. Yeah. You can look at it, accept it or not, and go on. You don't have to enter the mind. And that's what I've been practicing for years is to be outside of the mind. Let the mind give me, you know. And the masters trained you, trained you for that. I think I told you that. I used to have booby plots. You talk about them. Fubi quants. Yeah. Talk about it being, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I love them all, but Fubi, my freaking God. <laughs> He's unreal. Unreal. But I'd be given a lecture and he'd pop right here, right beside, right here in front of me and start talking to me. And I'm gift, I've talked in front of 50, 100 people and he pops right here and starts talking to me. And I'm going, my, you know, because I'm, I'm awake a little bit. And so I'm going, what are you doing? And I'm still trying to talk. Right. And they were training me to when I talk, don't be in the way, don't get in the way. Hmm. Get yourself out of the way. So how does a, a great master like that decide we're gonna we're gonna choose this guy to to help him develop? I think it's I think it's the other way around. I think that uh uh so many people do not understand who they really are mm -hmm. and uh, some of their the developments going on in their in, in themselves that they're not aware of until some golden moment someone either gives you a kiss or uh, gives you a little peck or just gives you one or two words and then bam mm. you know i've always said that truth is like this you could walk down the streets of new york city and see this beautiful chapel, beautiful stained glass windows, huge, beautiful piece. You walk up the beautiful steps up and through, and you go in and have some moments with that. And you come out of the church and you're walking down the street, and you see this little alley, and you go down the alley. Here's a little herb shop, a little humble man in there says three words to you, and you go into ecstasy. Hmm. And yet you're in the most beautiful church. Representative of what God, man and his uh, superficial entities. They don't teach that the reality is the individual. Jesus said it. You are the living truth. Well, what does that mean? That's me, my uncle. Hmm. What's Robert's life like right now? In these, I days? live in the now, much as I can, almost all the time. I have gardens and things at my house and. I my house old house was full of termites, so I had to tear it down, and we just built a new one up. It's a small little house, but I love it, and I've got gardens and crystals, and so I do a lot of just sitting and viewing, because there's so many things going on at so many levels. I have to have time to to view. Now I just say it that way. And you, you the clinic is still operating, and you, you're oh, not yeah. you're not in there every day like you used to be. No, right? I, I come in to do videos and and talk to some people that need a little and then there's some vips you know that you just got to do and but uh we have three practitioners i'm looking for another one and you know they, they do well it's so simple to get well hmm. i'm focusing on the spiritual side we're going into seminars now we're doing quitting the life classes they're going all up online and then it'll be easier for people and then i want to do seminars where we can this is the conversation right it, 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 how many times you have to tell you 
how there's only two sides of chemistry. <laughs> there's only two right. You know, you can go down that same merry-go-round all day long. Health, health is very simple. It's just oh. we're, caught, we're caught in the programming. That's all. Very simple. And just getting yourself back. And getting yourself back is retracing how you got there. Do you remember right. I said earlier, you're not really here, but yet you are. Your mm -hmm. attention is the only thing here. You couldn't be here in your beingness, and this planet still exists. Mm. I mean, this is why you're stepped down. Look at the vibrational frequency of the human body versus, I said, that of just a mental body to blow it out of the water. So you have a, a couple of steps in the middle worlds in body, embodiments because you have, remember, Holmes wrote volumes about the universal mind. Well, that's pure mind. But then you have the causal mind, which is really where you see the time track and what you said earlier, the Akashic Records. Mm -hmm. And then you start moving back down into true duality from the causal astral physical makes the journey more complete maybe you know with thought memory feelings mm. <laughs> but it's still just the friggin journey who's the one going on the journey here and how do you find out who that is can you read about it in a book mm -mm. can you talk to a vibe guru to help you you're the only one that can enter into that journey. You're the only one that can awaken. Mm -hmm. The master can go, well, I wouldn't step there. It might be a little uh, pitfall right. there. We <laughs> I wouldn't open that door either. Yeah. yeah. But you're going to open it. That's right. Guides, guide, guidance. Guides. But we have, to, we, have, we have to do the work. That, if you don't, you're the only one that's going to let go of all that separates you, your bodies. That is your thoughts, your emotions, and the physical. Three different levels, basically. That separate you from that. If you don't let go, you get dragged. You go. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> I never heard of that one. That one's good. That is so true. If you don't let go, you'll get dragged. Mm. Because remember, I said you have to lose yourself. Yeah. You cannot have any, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You just can't have any sense of separation mm. of the self. Right. You cannot exist separate than who you really are. Mm. You can play the game of separation, but you can never be separated from it. It's like trying to go hide. Where can you hide from yourself? Mm. Nowhere. And that's more so when you're traveling the spiritual road. Where are you going to hide? What body are you going to travel in? What beautiful city or, or temple you're going to go experience? Or the opposite. Um, or are you going to just awaken? from the whole mess of the journey and become that which is again, that which created all these journeys, that which you are. Let's talk about being beyond the body again and also planning creation because you, you're a figure, okay? You, you have a following. And anytime you become a public figure and have a following, there's always going to be people that turn. It, it happens with anybody, anybody, any, any guru, any priest, any uh, self-help author. It just happens. People get divided into this duality. Duality, yank. And so you've had some drama over the last five, six years, naturally, because Dr. Morris, let's be honest. Some people are extremists and they latch on to you. They're getting attached to the finger pointing at the yeah, moon. I know. I know. You're just the finger pointing at the moon. I know. And I'm trying to get them. Exactly. And they're, they get attached to you. 
And then maybe two, three, four years later, for some reason, they say, screw him, screw fruit, you know, cook me a steak. I do that all the time. Yeah. It does, you know, and that doesn't work for me. It goes on and on and on down that road, you know. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, when, when you're talking about going from having security around you with another person or uh, a house or a vehicle or all the above, mm. even the little things that you have you look forward to or your emotional gigs or foods, everything in your life that you hold on to that defines you, mm. you have to let go. Yeah. You have to totally let go of every single thing, including your thoughts, your desires, the whole nine yards, and just become the observer. Yeah. I always like it like that. Go ahead. And, and you, you have to handle these criticisms. People attack, people attack your character. You know, I've done a few videos yeah. addressing them. And then I just drop it. Water off my back. I don't care. I'm gonna tell you when you <laughs> when you enter these worlds, man. You're you don't look to any human for anything. Come on. Right. Right. I mean, what, what, what you, these are humans, man. Yeah. Giving their, their 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 radical experiences and like you're coming from worlds that they have very little clue of that they're even a part of. They have very little clue. Of. And what do I care? I'm so happy with what I found. What I and I, nobody can shake. I don't care when we're not. If you want to follow the teachings, just like anyone else, I'll help you. And uh, I work with the Eckmaster. We all work together. But if not, yeah, what do I care? If if I care, then you have the ability to pull me into your world hmm. and pull me out of my God consciousness. And it's like I don't think so. I work too hard to let go of this myself. It's your turn. Especially at your what are you seventy? Seventy. So you're. You're entering, you're in your seniorhood. You're just relaxing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Some guy, damn, some guys asked me about the color of my hair it was gray. And I said, well, he, he said white. And uh, it's getting a little gray maybe now, but it was white. And if you look at my, my photographs from 96 or 97, so we I shot a cancer video and my hair had color and everything. Well, a couple of weeks after I shot that video, I poisoned myself with quinine. I was experimenting with an herb that, that uh, Christopher talked about, which should hmm. never be in a book. And it's where we get our quinine from. And quinine is an extreme neurotoxin. So I consumed too much of it. Hmm. And uh, I felt, a, when it hit my stomach, I felt an electrical shock go straight down and straight up hmm. from an herb. Electrical shock, straight down, straight up. And I, I couldn't breathe anymore. My brain went numb. Wow. And I could my autonomic shut my autonomic down. I had to consciously breathe. Got me to the hospital. Uh, we could. I didn't know it was the year of doing it. My hair turned white as friggin' snow. Wow. From that quinine. Wow. I started to get it back, but I'm I'm struggling to be all on myself. And I've an been living with someone for all these years that are not, and just out of out of your love of your heart, you you, you know you you're not going to be able to say 100% well, let's be truthful with that. Yeah. For someone that is not, if you're sharing space, when yeah. you share space, you share energy, you share consciousness, and that's why single people have more energy. They take care of themselves better than married. And the t the tongue is always craving salt. It's always craving yeah cooked oh, adrenal craving cook, cooked food. You know, yeah. Yeah. and that's another thing that happens, Doctor Morris. Is people you know they they sort of they sort of stereotype 
everything as uh, uh, you know, Dr. Morse teaches the fruitarian lifestyle and this that, and the other. But you're not really teaching a lifestyle. You're teaching reversing dis-ease. Exactly. You know, I'm not so presumptuous that I can say that you need to be a fruitarian or you need to be that. Yeah. Somebody, you know, I've seen people once in a while make a claim that I said that. It's like really, I mean, that's what people half listen. So they come up with things that I said that I really never said until the girls are going back on the videos trying to find it. And they can't find it. I think because I never said it. Mm. But then they, you know, they try to say that you said that. And it's like, well, you want to hear what you want to hear, that old saying. I love cooked food. I like making cooked food. And for me, many, many years ago, I found a balance because I still eat my fruit yeah, on, the, on the weekends. You got to have some balance. Yeah. And you notice that that's what I teach. And yeah. the reason... I get, I get, I was so astounded. Total naval oranges. You could, I, that was it. I was so strict. I wanted to go breatharian. You couldn't shake me off of that. Yeah. You couldn't, but it could. Right. <laughs> because then I came out giving lectures and I would start going out of body giving a lecture. I was so scared and nervous giving a talk in front of people because mm. I'm living alone in the woods. Mm. I'm coming out and suddenly here's all these people wanting to know about out-of-body travel, and I'm shaking there trying to talk about it. Mm. And and I get done, and my body's cramping, cramping. And it just now I can do it without that, but it didn't used to for years. It would cramp. I would pour so much energy into it, like you'd take it. It would cramp with that energy coming through it. And then I'd have, to, I'd have to get, I'd have to eat to come down. I'd have to come down. I couldn't explain it to people. I have to ground, because if I don't ground, I'm not going to stay in my body. I'm going to be out of here. Yeah, this is. No, this I is, don't understand how powerful this thing is we're talking about. Right, and one of the things that comes up on this podcast very often is one plus one equals three, and not everyone understands one plus one equals three, and a lot of what we talk about is one plus one equals three. I'm sorry, it's, you <laughs> you you got to let go of all these things that bind you to this world. Yeah, look around. Yeah, they think it equals two, but. You know, one of the things that I discovered on my journey from masters and yogis and gurus, mystics, is they usually need something earthly to keep them grounded, which is interesting. You just mentioned that sort of. So if you notice, a lot of the yogis and masters are a little chubby because they're grasping the food to keep them earthly. Otherwise, they're going to leave, right? That's the point. And people make a judgment over that, but you can't because you, you when you're getting into the spiritual side, it's all, I mean, not that it's, not that you can separate all this stuff out, but it, I mean, when you're hooking to the current and you're awakening to this current, to, to who you are, you're awakening to energy this realm can't handle. And that's why you're in a physical form. If this world could handle you at that high level, it would, but it can't. Mm-hmm. And at that high level, you lose more and more of the, the, uh, the the compounded, isolated individual and becoming more of the divine one of mm. all. You start to see the oneness. When I first experienced cosmic consciousness, that was the universal mind, I, I, I went into pure ecstasy. It, everything was one. I saw all life coming from this. It was all one. It was nirvonic. But I knew, because I've been trained, I knew there was one more step and that step was to let go of that small I. Mm. 
And that's when they're going to rip you. You've got to be willing not to care about nothing, including yourself, mm-hmm. if you want to find yourself. How that's crazy right. is that? Yeah, that's right. So I have an, a question here for you from someone else, actually. This oh. is from my good friend, uh, Kev, Kev number two, I guess you'd call uh-huh. And he says, uh, these days, more people are taking their own lives, thinking they're better off gone from this world. Dr. Morris, can you speak to the difference between these suicides and what we hear of ancient masters deciding when it was their time to leave the physical plane? And what golden nugget would you send to anyone who feels they're better off not existing here? Okay, so remember that the driver uh, obviously is your desires and stuff, but the true driving force of everything, including chemistry and physics, is duality, right? Is the two forces and the magnetism of that. Mm-hmm. So everything is karmatically driven. When you create, or when you put out an energy, it comes back, right? It, it's that old physics. For for every uh, energy, there's an opposite. For you know that whole understanding of physics. For every energy, there's opposite energy. All that. So when when you take your life, you're only taking the life of the human body. You have done nothing to get rid of why you're experiencing the things you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. You just think if you get rid of the human body, which is nothing but a sensory cellular body, that you're going to be free from that huge mistake. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the masters claim that it's, a, it's an automatic rebuy into reincarnation. You come right back into another body because you're still on your journey. You have to awaken consciously. You can't just kill yourself and say, now I'm awake and I'm going to go to heaven. I don't work that way. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you are the divine in personalized, individualized form. You can't kill yourself. There's nowhere you're going to be able to hide from yourself or kill yourself. You might experience a higher level, but you'll be put right back into a lower body because you haven't finished your journey. So this is why the master teach you how to let go. Quit creating. Quit creating karma because you're only going to re-experience it. And if you have created a lot of of, of karma, you're going to have to come back and do it and experience it. Now, the masters do, they claim, try to run some of this off in the inner worlds. They do. Some of your dreams can be radical as hell, and they can help you work some of this off in that dream state. But there's a lot, a lot of people are heavy with this. But ultimately, you have to get a hold of awareness and, and, quit, and enter the desireless state. You want something? Yeah. Oh, here, I'll take this. I'll take this new car. Uh, you know what? Here, you want it? You, anything you have, you must be willing to let go mm-hmm. at any given moment. You don't have it because it, 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 you know, it's pretty there. That's, and the divine will like it. It'll be pretty there. You don't want anything. But you want to get rid of that self-desire. That mm-hmm. means you can't have anything. But you can't have them because you want them. And that, that's weird to, to say. But uh, you're, you're, everything you own has a power from you on it. This is why you see Jesus portrayed uh, in the poverty consciousness, Buddha uh, portrayed in the poverty consciousness, a lot of the masters portrayed in the poverty conscious state. You don't have to be in the poverty consciousness state. You can be wealthy. I knew a lot of wealthy actors. But you can't care for the wealthy state or the impoverished state. See, another flip to this is if you're using an impoverished state, that can be define you and lock you into that. Mm. You can't do anything with a goal in mind, or you just set yourself up on a journey of karma. Hmm. 
consciousness is ever present. It, you only go back to the Rumi. What is the Rumi take, the, the, the whirling dervish take on this? God absorption. Hmm. So what does God absorption mean? You and it must merge. Well, it is already all that it is, and hmm. you're an individualized. So guess who has to merge? Hmm. Guess who has to let go and become the infinite themselves? Well, how can I, little old me, become the infinite? Mm -hmm. That's where the problem is. You seeing yourself as an individual form, as a meek, just a no power, little me. So as you start opening up and letting go, you start getting your power back, and you get your adrenals healthy, you get your emotions strong, you start getting your thyroid healthy, and parathyroid, you start getting self strong. And then as you enter these experiences and you shift your viewpoint from being the little old human looking to have a God experience. Uh, looking from God, having a human experience, you have made a drastic shift in your in your life and and your what's going to happen to you in the next step. Mm. But it's so simple because you have to just simply, just like you asked me on social media and stuff. I don't care. Say whatever you want. It doesn't bother me. I'm going to address it. If it, if you get radical, or I'm going to send my attorney off to you. If you if you uh, you know you 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 tear us down too much. Then I am going to come after you for slant. Sure, because you're at the end of the, you are running a business. Yes, yes. And, and that, so biz, that business needs to stay afloat in order to help yeah. people. So and some of these kids got to understand that they're slandering. I'm a pretty loving guy, so I let it roll off my back. But a medical doctor, a medical doctor came after me for slander. So I learned a lot about slander. So you have to be real careful about uh, tearing someone down and saying untruths and stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you don't like somebody, you don't like them. Get off the site, go somewhere else. Okay, you tried it, you did it. Maybe you don't like it. Maybe whatever happened. Maybe you burned out. Maybe it's time you enter another bite. Maybe you couldn't make it where you needed to. Right. Okay, then go on. But like you said, a lot of trolls. But there's pharmaceutical trolls, you know. Right. They they come up with all kinds of nasty things they say about you. It's pharmaceutical trolls. So it's a world like that. But the individual must become strong because it's this whole world is propaganda. It's all a lie anyway. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking to this world for your answers, you're going to be here a long time. Mm. Well said. Mm -hmm. So what a conversation this has been. Two, two doctors, 30 years apart. Fun stuff. Talking uh, one plus one equals three. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love the topic of spirituality because it's just, oh my God. One time I think that the ship is getting turned because this is the Kali Yuga, supposedly, of the... Uh, the golden age of the Kali Yuga, if you look at Hinduism, but you've got a lot of beings right now focused in this area. You've got the Ascended Masters, Saint Germain, you've got all these people, people are hanging on to these guys like crazy. Mm. And you've got all your gurus, your bhai gurus, you've got all these levels. Then you've got, you got your masters, then you've got your ex-masters, and then you've got beings that are, let's just say a little beyond them. Yeah, you you've got some friggin' powerful beings. Yeah, yeah. I brought two of them with me. So sometime when you're you're ever around my seminars, take a look a different way, and you'll see them. There's two of them, and you can't miss them. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, we have a serious thing going on here. Fun stuff, but uh, a lot going on because this planet is just like. And look at all this karma created of the negative side. You know, it has to have some place to play out. Hmm. Now there are there are places that are real bad. 
I think I told you last time they put me in this uh, prison. I have to think it was on the astral plane, but the fear um, was through my whole beingness. Mm -hmm. It felt like all life would be gone from my essence. It was so scary that I, I, I just I just totally freaked. And then something pulled me right out of there. Why did you show me the fear was overwhelming? Why did you show me that? And it's obvious, you know, you can do whatever you want, but cause and effect rule. Yeah, I've had people on this podcast who talk of experiences where they're stuck in a black void, you know, and it's scary. But, you know, as I heard one guru say, it's, it's like the, the black holes in space, and that's what we go through. Okay, we have to get so to the other side. If, if you're put in there and you're in a sky of darkness, mm -hmm. who's the light? You're the light. You're the light. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to teach you. Don't look for the light outside of yourself. You're the light. Light that up. And that's Gautama, where we're at. Gautama the Buddha said that on his deathbed, his disciple came up to him and said, Master, what do we do now? He said, be a light unto yourself. You don't need me. Thank you. You go back, you see that repetition of everywhere. We're just teaching. Everything has a little different levels to it. But basically, yeah. we're rolling this boat similarly, mm -hmm. you know. Well, row, row, row Your Boat's the most important song of all time, isn't it? Just saying. <laughs> Jesus the Christ told us that the kingdom of heaven is inside of us. Yeah, you're the living truth. But Enoch before him, mm -hmm. and then you just, I mean, you, you, it's all there. Always, it always, I've always called it the buddy system because there, it always has some way to awaken itself. Mm -hmm. It can take itself pretty deep into unconsciousness. But it always finds a way to awaken itself. Mm. So that's what we all do here. We help awaken itself because one time we were lost in that journey. You know, it's that whole thing again. It's that it's that uh, circle of iron. Yeah. How do, how does your staff handle you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're supposed to be the 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 natural healing guy, but obviously you're more than that. So I mean, it's crazy. I mean, we're pretty busy around here. And when I come in, it does definitely uh, shake things up a bit. I'm a shaker, man. I tell you, <laughs> I like to get things going. I'm, I don't, I'm not a static type of individual. I'm, I'm kinetic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I don't have any time. I'm so busy that when I go in a door, I see myself coming out of it. Mm. I'm so busy, my body cannot go fast enough to what I have to do here. And it's just, I, I get frustrated sometimes because I just, I can't, I just, I just don't have enough time. I don't have enough space. I don't have, so I do my best. All right. As we wrap this up, here's, here's, I think my last question. <laughs> You're 70 years old. What, where, where do you see your existence in this creation going over the next few years? What's, what's next for Dr. Moore? Well, I want, I want to, I want to get the God power. I said, and you're going to understand this one. I want to give this planet the biggest darshan it's ever had. Mm. You know, this planet needs a major darshan. Are people ready for a darshan? No, I don't think so, but it's a good <laughs> idea, eh? <laughs> you got to remember who you are and who you're channel, what you can channel. Sometimes you don't realize things that you are until you get in a situation 
and it requires higher parts of yourself to come out and they come out and you go what was that some entity was uh i was at this restaurant once and some entity was bothering someone uh, maybe it was a follower or something and it came right into me and i saw this entity attacking and the next thing you know this this light came out of my consciousness poof blew that thing right apart and and i'm sitting there eating going what the hell was that <laughs> you don't know there are some dark entities out there aren't there massive massive and that's why if you want to learn to protect yourself psychically in every other way you got to become the self whenever you're away from your house it can be visited mm, you know what right. i mean that's so right. become the owner of your house become awake become the driver of your car from consciousness not from thought get the book on jake krishnamurti get any of his books and mm. learn how to break thought with observation mm -hmm. i've always said it's this simple all right because they have all these games here for us to play to wake up with right so here's all these paintings now with all these dots remember there was a time when that was really popular mm -hmm. about the same time subliminal was popular and you know it was teaching everybody how to look at these subliminal advertisers and stuff but these paintings that are just a bunch of dots if you're looking at that and you look at all you see is dots you go what the hell is this painting of dots but as soon as you pull back and you quit looking right at it you see the picture behind the dots mm. and that's the point as soon as you quit looking so intensely at creation and you let go of that thought emotions and desires that's all that these guys taught us is that tree that you see really a tree or is it exactly is it electricity of a tree. and if it's an idea of a tree who created the original thought of that mm. idea? right right i mean you just go right on down just because we're in a very uh, a, a mundane world of chemistry. It is hard for those that have solidified their attention and consciousness into this world to see it in any, see life in any other altered way. Mm -hmm. But when you understand a little more about physics, I had a physicist in here the other day, and we had so much fun talking about frequencies of electromagnetic energies and how it manifests down into chemistry, into the sub-nano levels and building itself up in the sub-atomic particles and then into the atoms, the atomic particles, and then into elements and structure and form. Well, then you have digestion to break up, start back, break right back down. What are we looking for? Energy. Well, what the hell's energy? Consciousness. Mm -hmm. So what do we don't know? About Pure consciousness. All? That's the thing. Mm. So much we don't know. What I'm teaching is easy stuff. Right. I've got questions that are a lot more intense. Right. Well, do you, do you have these two beings with you to ask? If you have eyes to see, you will see them. <laughs> I first met them. I was on the beach, and uh, I was trying trying to have an out of body experience. I turned a, a, a Dodge van into a my bed, my living quarters, so I had a bed in it. Mm. So I was living out wherever I could park, you know. So I was just laying there. And I, I was trying, I felt myself lift up and go back down. And I truly let go. I thought I was letting go. But as soon as I just said to hell, I, I really let go. I popped up and one was on each side of me and we were going down the beach as three beings of light. And then uh, a few years ago in a seminar, this one psychic said, who's those two 18-foot beings you've got with you? Mm. Little friends. Hmm. 
So it doesn't matter, man. We all have our friends. And mm. it's just that we've got something big going on here, and I'm hoping people will understand that this is the fun time to awaken, to get your health back of your physical body, which leads to more awakening. Because, I mean, the only reason for health is so you have a great experience, like having a nice car. But if that becomes your 100% focus, you'll get lost with it. Mm. And then you get just what you said. You'll get a stare. Now, maybe you need that. You know, I was, I went right, I was so strict, you couldn't, I couldn't budge me. Now, put some Indian food in front of me, vegetable korma, I might go, oh, you got some of that damn white flour and ancient. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you, you love some Indian food, don't you? I love the Indian people. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. The Indians are amazing. The most amazing country in the world, in my opinion. And it's mm -hmm. color and it's beauty. It, a true master is only going to teach you the the tools you need, mm -hmm. and you must use those tools. They're going to tell you because growing up in spirituality, you always hear masters take on your karma and stuff. Really, not anyone I know. No, the ma and masters the beyond. Theory. Masters beyond karma. Oh, let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> that was the most asinine thing. And then you have the uh, soulmate syndromes, and you have all kinds of things. Yeah. that people cling to creation for, even from a higher self perspective. Yeah. In reality, they're the living truth. They're whole, they're one. You're not gendered past the causal world. There is no gender to you. You're not male or female. You've lost all of that stuff. Yeah. It becomes an interesting journey. Well, one of the things that you know came to me when I was studying Kabbalah was you know, in the Bible, there's a lot of knowledge in that, but a lot of profoundness in that Bible. Good stuff in all of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's, you know, it says that God created us in his likeness. But the thing that people miss that goes over their head is that the likeness is formless. Thank you. And it tells you that because it says that God is omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. Yes. All present, all powerful, and all knowing. Okay, so mm -hmm. when you have something like that, yeah. there can't be something outside of that. That is a total, complete state. So there's nothing that you can have out of that. You can't have God and omnipresent, infinite. I don't want to use the word being because that would be then reducing it. Mm. And then, you know, play those games of that. You can't do that. But that's... that's, that's we are formless. Are. We are genderless. No kidding. This is the game. Genders are the games. That's how people feel good. Get a nice woman, get a nice man, have fun. Okay, who cares? I mean... Romance, okay, that's fun. That's, you know, you have some good romance that takes you to the higher realms. Uh, you can have a, someone that's spiritually involved, and you too can take yourselves deep into the God worlds with romance mm. and stuff. Sure. Turn everything around to some higher experience. A little tantra, a little tantra. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's in a higher level of awareness. Yeah. You can journey into these worlds and allow each other the freedom to be themselves. And the, and the relationship will last forever. The relationships die when you start owning and controlling. Mm. You can't possess another human being. Can't. Or anything. Anything. Like Even health. your own self. That's right. Or you're going to spin. You're going to be going through these lifetimes until yeah. you finally learn to let go. And it could be what you said, a dark side lifetime. Yeah. Ripping you right and left because you simply just didn't let go. Let go or get dragged. <laughs> like go yeah, if you, want, if you want to go out and tear it up, I, 
course, you know, in my role, I talk to a lot of beings from all levels, and their souls always coming into this level. I use the word souls, but they've never ever been to this level. Yeah. And boy, they can get rowdy as hell. I'm telling you. Yeah. So this conversation, Doctor Morris, are your students ready for this conversation that we just I recorded? No. See, that's the thing. I don't know. I thought about this with you before because, you know, we're right into the heat of the subject, but uh, I don't know. I don't care either. Is this the money? <laughs> you know, I, and let's preface this. You're not meaning to offend them. Exactly. You've just transcended above opinion. Exactly. I, I told all my YouTubers, I, I'm always with you. I am. I'm help a lot of them. I'll come to you at night. I'll work with you in your dream states. I'll help you and all that. But uh, my job is to awaken you if you are willing. Uh, the health is just my doorway. Some guy said, I see you. <laughs> because I tried going phase four. You know, I've put on lectures from Indiana to Texas to uh, Florida, all through the states, uh, putting on talks and on Ekankar and God consciousness and how to body travel once in a while on health. But it's worth about health. You don't know which is worse. Because you're talking about a lot of years ago. Mm -hmm. People didn't want to hear about health and they didn't want to hear about these higher things. Mm -hmm. I mean, you did find one once in a while, you know. But for years, I couldn't find anybody in my area anywhere for, that was into raw eating. Mm -hmm. How rare that was. Now it's picking up, picking up, picking up, picking up. And, more people are getting into it. But then you have that pull of the of the paleo people still. And then you have the pull of the, the lipid people. Uh, it's just it's just so unconscious out there. People are grabbing at anything and straws and everything. And say, let that crap all go. It's all treatment-based thinking. People are not getting cured because no one's pulling back and looking at the cause of everything. You're in a world to keep you here. Mm -hmm. And you have to know that. And that the mind is the main instrument keeping you in your journey of creation, not just in this physical realm, but in your emotional journeys and your mental journeys. Mm. And when you learn to simply switch your attention from thought to being aware and letting your awareness drive you, uh, that's your savior. You made it. You made it. If Jalaluddin Rumi did it, we can do it. I love all those guys. Yeah. I love too. all those guys. Me too. You know, I, I just love, but I do love the master's masters like Sanderson. Mm -hmm. These guys, they're like me. They're a little rowdy. <laughs> I always wonder, they sit me down and say, you know I'm a little rowdy. <laughs> but I love it. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for the time, Dr. Morris. Yes, fun stuff. Take care of yourself. You too. All right. Hope to talk soon. Take care. Okay. Bye. Love you, man. What a joy to have that conversation. And if you're a longtime student of Dr. Robert Morse, then this conversation may have just knocked you on your booty. <laughs> Maybe kind of like I was knocked on my butt back in 2011 and 2012. It's what we're doing here with this podcast. We're just trying to wake people up. If you're looking for more from me, my podcasts, my webinars, my seminars, my books, go to drreese.com. That's doctor spelled out. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese. If this episode opened your heart, 
feel free to share on social media and tell your loved ones. Also, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, may peace be with you.